to reach out to others and to bring them in with me because I've always been a hard worker. But that's one thing I wish I would have done is brought people into my work ethic and as a team worked with them as a player and as a student, like you're not on your own. It's your whole team. You're only strong as your weakest link. And if, if you only work out by yourself, only you are getting better. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Nixon, and my goal of this podcast is to bring on leaders in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship, and just life in general to try and motivate us all to be better. We shouldn't strive to be millionaires in terms of money, but by the millions of lives that we can impact. If you want to be a guest or have a guest idea that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this episode. Then head over to our social media and give us a follow on Instagram at Podcast, Twitter at RoughnextPodC1, Facebook at Podcast, And then don't forget to subscribe to the Roughnecks YouTube channel as well. As always, be sure to grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Let's get into this week's episode. done an episode but we are back and we should have possibly a triple episode week but don't hold me that to that because you know how it goes with me sometimes I'm back sometimes I'm not but this week uh, week is actually a very special week I'm doing a giveaway on Instagram of our first ever roughneck sweatshirt so if you guys want a sweatshirt actually it's on Instagram Twitter Facebook and TikTok so you have multiple ways you can enter go on to the social medias find that sweatshirt find the giveaway post and enter into that giveaway fall sale coming next week big week also tomorrow the day after this episode is released is the one year anniversary of the roughnecks podcast it has been a whole year we'll get into that with hopefully we will have an episode on that date but getting into this week's episode for joining me for episode 51 is a former teammate turned rival for a second but mr gabe schroyer welcome to the rough next podcast <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Not a problem, man. I'm glad you, uh, you know, you filled a spot that I needed and you jumped in at the last second. I really appreciate it. Yeah, something I've been kind of wanting to do lately. So, yeah, it's a pleasure. But before we dive into the whole teammate turn rival thing, I'll, I like to let my Roughnecks uh, guests give our Roughnecks listeners a little background on who they are. So tell everybody who Gabe Troyer is. Yeah, so I uh, went to Watkins Memorial with Cole, of course. Uh, learned a lot when I got to play with him. So he, uh, you know, broke his arm, but, you know, I learned a lot of leadership, leadership tips from him. Um, ended up playing at Wittenberg University. Uh, yeah, rivals of uh, OU. <laughs> Same yeah. conference. Uh, very cool to play. Uh, spent two years there. It was, it was an interesting process for sure. Um, nothing like high school at all and I'm sure you can attest to that Cole yeah Uh, you just learned so much like it's it's unreal in the first couple weeks you're like wow 
like I didn't know I <laughs> knew so little about football yeah uh, because we always thought we knew a lot, like, because, I mean, the like, people that go play college football, usually you're pretty good in high school, obviously, and, like, you think you're the shit in a way, and then you go to college, and you're like, whoa, like, <laughs> what, like, my mind was just like, wow. Yeah, everyone's just as good, and you're like, man, yeah, this, is, this is wild, but, yeah, I spent two years there, um, COVID <laughs> hit, kind of had some um, weird circumstances, uh, prayed about it felt like God was calling me to another part of or page in my life. Um, so ended up transferring to Ohio State. Um, senior year right now, studying biology. Uh, wanted to get, or yeah, I want to get to uh, physical therapy when I'm done. So, so at least yeah. you, you have a plan. I didn't even have a plan after college. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a plan going into college. I thought I had a plan going through college and then like ended it. I was like, well, I'm going to go put pools in again. Cause I don't know what I'm going to do about a job. Yeah. <laughs> but at least no, I got a job. Like I can't it. complain. I got a job and I'm working. So I think my parents are very happy about that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it seems kind of scary getting out, but I think I'll be ready for that. Yeah. So the first question I want to ask, I usually like to ask all of my guests this kind of question is why wit originally? Why did you decide on, because this episode, we've talked about it before, like this episode, me and you discussed it. I want this episode to be our topic this month is sacrifice. And we're going to talk about the sacrifice you make as a student athlete. So the first question I'm going to ask you is why wit? Why did you end up going through that, going to there? Uh, I think it was the the visits that really kind of put me on, uh, visited some other schools. Um, no, I just wasn't attracted to them. Like coaches, talking to coaches, um, Wittenberg is like, there's a lot of tradition there. Um, come from the school walk-ins. I mean, we, <laughs> I mean, my class did not so well, but, uh, yeah, they, they win or win rings every year, basically. So like, I'm like, Hey, I want to go win. So I'm going to go play for Wittenberg. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was pricey, but um, along the way, I learned like there's teachers that look out for you in the private school. Um, uh, that's a huge advantage, and like, um, yeah, just a smaller, smaller school atmosphere. It was, it was, it was good for me. Yeah, that's kind of like the similar thing with Ohio Wesleyan for me because I remember like that decision process. First off, you, they like you said, you went to multiple different schools and visited. That is the best thing to do if you're a student athlete that wants to go. Go, don't just text these coaches. Don't just have phone conversation. You have to go to the school. And I highly recommend overnights too, because I loved a few handful of schools. I probably had three or four, but then I did an overnight at Ohio Westland. And I was like, that's where I want to go. That's like this, you just know. And it's not the same for every person. You're just going to know that feeling of when you're in that, when you find the right fit. And Mm -hmm. people, I think a lot of times knock out like, I remember in high school for me, I never wanted to go D3. I was like, it's either D1, D2, or I'm not doing it. Well, (laughs) then I actually broke my elbow. And then that was when I was like, you know, I still want to play. And honestly, when I went to the D3, I was like, I was nowhere near ready for D1 or D2. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what I was thinking because the (laughs) amount of talent that is at the D3 level is insane. Like you guys, I remember playing against like Thaddeus Snodgrass, who like, I think he was at Kentucky before he was even with. So like, there's a lot of talent at the D3 level and mm-hmm. don't knock out that D3 like atmosphere, because like you said, those connections, like professors and stuff, like I still have a professor that I talk to constantly about the podcast. He's even tried to hook me up with jobs and like stuff like that. 
And wow. it's just like you build those connections through that smaller school. Like you don't get that because you're at Ohio State now. You probably don't get that as much. Like you probably don't have as much of a relationship with your professors like you did at Wit. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> that's funny you bring up uh, Thaddeus. I mean, we had like four other guys that were like mm -hmm. B1 level. And I, I had to face them in practice because I was the corner and like, it was a test, like for sure. I'm like, I'm facing the best right now. And this is, this is where I want to be for sure. But yeah, yeah like, like you said, like I still talk to some of my professors at Wittenberg and like at OSU, it's, it's tough. Um, I just have no relationships with professors. You gotta, you gotta build study tables. You gotta do some things on your own to like get that um, good effect for school. It's, it's just not the same. Yeah. So, like I said, I want to talk about the sacrifice you make as a student athlete in this episode. What do you, well, I'm going to ask you this question first. When you hear the word sacrifice, what comes to mind for you? Sacrifice is <laughs> put me on the spot. I'm going to think it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy too. Like it's a simple word, but when you actually like look at it, you're like, what does it really actually mean? Yeah. Um, I think sacrifice is, um, you know, you're losing something to gain something um you know going to going to school you're losing everything from home you're going to a brand new environment and that's a huge sacrifice like easily put um you don't know anybody um like your family's home like i mean depending how far you go but yeah you're you're sacrificing a lot going to school so yeah like because i remember i was only 45 minutes away from home and with what, maybe an hour, hour and a half. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. It's not just kind of, it's like, we're close enough that we can come home, but we don't have that option necessarily to come home all the time anymore, just with college in general, because like, I remember missing a couple birthday parties of my nieces because I, my nieces and nephews, because like I had football or I had to do an assignment. Like you give up a lot of stuff. And because like football, especially even at the D3 level, like you barely have any time off. Like mm -hmm. even in the off season, you're still lifting four or five times a week and you got all the study tables and all kinds of stuff that you have to go to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you bring up family because I'm the youngest of uh, eight siblings. So um, yeah, I got like 18 nieces and nephews. And um, like when I got to go home, I was like ecstatic. Like I couldn't wait to see them. So I know exactly what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, people think just like, oh, off season, like whatever, you don't do as much. Like, no, you got, sometimes we watch film in the off season. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's a whole nother level. Especially like when spring ball starts, like you watch time just dwindle even more because I don't know what your guys' schedule are like, but a lot of times for us, we were lifting four times a week, but we also had practice four times a week. So like our schedule, like you'd go lift in the morning, have class all day, then you're at freaking practice. And then like you, by the time you get done, eat dinner and do homework, it's 11 o'clock. And you're like, wow, I, I didn't have time to do any personal, like relax, essentially. That's what people don't realize about a student athlete. And what is one piece of advice you think you would give a high school kid looking at possibly going and playing a sport at the next level? Oh man. Uh, I wish I could have talked to myself, you know, I'm sure you could have said the same thing. Um, yeah, make sure you're going to the right school, of course, because, um, I mean, what, you start out with 100 players in your class and only 15, 20 of them graduate with you? Like, mm -hmm. it's it's crazy. But um, to the players, um, 
I would just make sure like you're balancing everything because you're talking about um, you have a girlfriend or um, your classes, your football, um, your faith, if you're religious, um, all these things, you have to learn your time management. Um, and you got to be serious if you want to do this. Like, it's no easy sacrifice. Like, if you want to play, you better make sure, like, you're doing the things that you have to to be a part of, like, that team. Mm -hmm. It's funny you said time management because, like, that was what I had in my mind for this entire thing is that is the biggest thing you have to learn. And it's going to take you time to learn because you're going to think in high school, like, oh, I did it in high school. Like, I was fine. Your classes are no longer the same. <laughs> you got You got homework all the time. Right. You might. And then like, it's all these things that you got. Cause I remember my freshman year, part of it had to do with the classes I was taking. Part of it had to do with my decision-making and time management where, you know, especially as a freshman, like party, you, people were like, Oh, let's go party. Let's go drink. Let's go do all this stuff. And as a student athlete, it's nice to have a schedule because as a student athlete, it helps a little bit, but I, my freshman year, my GPA was below a 2.0 yeah and in high school I was a three I think I graduated with a three seven or three nine or something like I was a pretty good student in high school and yeah. I found out real quick in college what happens if you don't set aside time to study because you're like oh I don't need to study for that exam you need yeah. to study for those exam in high school you could get away with not studying for a test or a quiz in college you don't study you're probably going to get a very bad grade on that exam or whatever it is oh yeah for sure I mean I'm in my senior year and I'm still learning how to study like <laughs> you never stop learning how to learn <laughs> no not uh, at just all. working on like organization and uh big thing for like um freshmen's um is is having like a planner and setting your day and like yeah. having that that schedule and sometimes coaches will print off papers um for that but like you have to set your day it'll be like oh i miss talking to my mom or my dad or my significant other so yeah that's huge well like the planner thing because that's the thing yeah coaches might have a schedule but that's for football people don't for, <laughs> like you got to set aside that time for your academics as well because after all like even though cardell jones said i didn't come here to play school if you're at the d3 level there's more than likely a chance that you're not like i'm not you're not going to the nfl so the biggest thing is your academics. And that's where a lot of people, because like you watch a lot of people, you probably saw it a wit all the time, where like, you know, people come in and you, like you said, you come in with a giant class. One, first off, before camp even ends, you already have people quitting because they can't go oh, yeah. to camp. And they first don't day. like, it's literally from like 7 a.m. in the morning till like eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at yeah. night. And then you don't have any, like you're busy with football. But then you also get, when school starts, that's where I watch a lot of people like their grades are just going down the drain. After that first semester, you lose a lot of people just because of grades. Yeah. I mean, there's like so many talented players like you're like, geez, I can't compete with this guy. And next week he's gone because he can't figure out at school. And you're like, wow, that kid was talented, but he just couldn't get it done in school. And it's, it's just wild to see that. So like that's a huge thing is once you get to the college level, it's all about want to. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so serious about that it's like high school it's like okay we need you like this the city needs you like we need you to win but once you get to the college level there's someone right behind you who wants your spot and and you have to put in the effort and um 
you just have to want it. Oh, like, it's all about wanting it. Like, in high school, <clears throat> once you get that starting spot, you're not – like, there's not very many people, not very many times where they lose it. You might yeah. lose it a little bit, but, like, in college, you have one bad game or one bad practice. Because I remember, like, yeah. being – second string my sophomore year at safety and then like i watched the safety i had a good practice the other safety had a kind of a bad practice and it, it just flipped and it was only for a day but like they yeah. do that because they're not like there is plenty of players you're easily replaced at the college level yeah yeah no uh yeah just what you said i mean i had a bad practice and you know we're off like two or three hours of sleep so i was trying to do homework the night before uh, bad, bad time management, whatever. Um, oh, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, my coach after the practice was like, Gabe, you look like shit. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> next day, I next day I look at the roster and I moved down a spot. And it's like, yeah, I honestly deserve that. And you watch film and you're like, geez, man, this is the thing that I can improve. And if I don't, I'm going to stay there. Like I have to have better practices. Yeah. And the big thing, too, is football is great, but you can't get so caught up in it. Oh, yeah, for the sure. The great thing that I love, too, about football is, like, you know, in college we have – that's when our really our stress starts to take over. Like, we get a lot of stress, which it, I can tell you it just continues to get worse. So once you graduate, it's even worse because, like, today I've been running around with a chicken with my head cut off and finally got on here, but – you start to get all this stuff, but football is that time where you can, or any sport, you can just finally like let all that stuff go and go mm -hmm. do the sport you love. Cause like, like you said, you're running off two hours of sleep. You're probably worried about this or that or whatever. When you're playing that sport, just let that go. Now, as soon as mm -hmm. that sport ends, it's going to come back and that's fine, but give yourself some time to like step away from that stress, from all the worries that you have. And that's the great thing about college athletics or any athletics in general is that you, it's almost a stress reliever. Yeah, no, uh, I learned that my sophomore year. Um, just, just like um, distinguishing between your sport and your school. When it's time for football, it's time for football. Not, it's not thinking about your family or your girlfriend or um, pre or your classes. Like it's time for football. And once you leave the field, it's it's time. Okay, I got to go do classes. Like if you don't distinguish between the two and your mind's on classes while you're in football practice, you're struggling and your coaches will see it. I mean, I've had coaches like, Hey dude, are you okay? Like mentally right now? Like you look down. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just stressed about school. Like, um, he's like, yeah, you got to leave that dude. It's time to play football. Yeah. You got to let that stuff go because, and that's the same thing. Like if you say you had a bad practice, if you're going to do it, you like, you can't go mope about it. And, but you, cause you got your schoolwork to do. You got all the, like, you got a project, you got to study, you got to do this. You can't let that impact your academics as well. That's the big thing that took me a while to understand is that you got to set us, like, you got to distinguish between the two. You got your academics part of life and you got your athletic side of life and you can't let them cross over with each other too much. Yeah. You're going to struggle for sure. That's mm -hmm. just a fact. It's going to be a pain to handle. So I had a question and now I completely forgot what that question was. What do you think is the biggest sacrifice you make as a student athlete overall? Because there is a lot of sacrifices that we've talked about already. Like, you know, you're walking away from your family. You got, but like, what do you think is the biggest sacrifice? 
I think the biggest sacrifice is time. I mean, for me, it was like um, your sacrifice almost your whole day for football. It's it's a full time job, and then school's another full time job. And you're like, where's my social life? Uh, where's my time with my family? Um, where's this time where I get to relax and do my own thing? And and you just have to like work that out. Like, hey, this is this time where I get to spend an hour in the showers. <laughs> it's like relax and just like uh, just vibing in there, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's your your time. So um, that's just the biggest thing is it's time management and um, doing the things that you like, or you're gonna burn out, like we talked about, because uh, school and um, football or your sport is just time consuming and. And if you don't make time for yourself, you, yeah, it's not going to look good. Take me through, because I know what it's like, but I want our listeners to understand. Take us through like a normal day of, let's, let's do a class day. We, we'll do a camp. I'll do a camp day. You could do a class day of what it's like when you have class and football during the regular season. So, like, what's a normal day like for you? Or what was it like for you? Yeah, a normal day, we'll say Wednesday, um, you got film. 7 a.m., maybe 6 a.m. Um, so you're waking up 15 minutes before that, 20 minutes before that, because you got to go walk there. Um, mm-hmm. After film, uh, go to breakfast. You got class, uh, two or three, depending on the day. Um, maybe you finish up uh, school around two, three, and then you got practice, 3.30 maybe. And you'll run practice 3.30 to sometimes – six maybe depending on the day um and then you get home um you want to eat of course uh after that maybe you watch a little film and uh next thing you know it's it's eight o'clock and you have to turn assignments and like <laughs> you got to study for your classes and by then it's 10 o'clock and it's lights out yep it, it and that's the thing too by 10 like i learned in college like I didn't want to stay up late playing a sport. Like, man, I was tired. I didn't know I was ready for bed because that was the worst. (laughs) It's like when you're up at 11 o'clock still studying, like, uh, miserable right now. Like, you're half asleep. Oh, yeah. Man, I shouldn't have, but I lived off energy drinks in college. It was bad. (laughs) I lived off monsters and coffee. Like, I just just rode on those all night long. But, like, yeah, and that's the thing, too. That's a normal school day. When you're in camp, because we're in camp, what, a month before the classes start, probably? Yeah. And that's seven days a week, or at least it was for us. It was seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have an off day, and you're up, you know, 7 a.m. We practiced in the morning by the end of my career, so, like, we'd have practice, I believe it was 8 o'clock. So, you know, you're up at 7. You might grab a little something to eat real quick, like a quick snack, just you didn't want to eat too much. You went – and you had practice from 8 to 10, 30, 12, 11, whatever it was. Then you get done with that. You go eat, shower. Then you got lifting. And then so you had an hour of lifting and then an hour of film. And it was just like and then you had install meetings and like the rest of your evening was just meetings all day long. Yeah. And you never stop. Like it is from 7 a.m. I usually like there was nights where we didn't get out of meetings till after 10 o'clock. Yeah. And like by then you're just like, I'm going to bed. There's nothing else to do. I'm, I'm just going straight to bed. Yeah. So you, you can't are... wait to sleep. Oh, yeah. Sleep is the greatest thing in college. 
you hardly yeah. get any of it, but it's great. That's why, like, <laughs> yeah, don't, I don't yeah, know yeah. about you, but like, anytime we I had a chance, like a class got canceled or something, I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, I get to take a nap. This is awesome. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and throughout that day for football, <laughs> don't be late. Oh um, God, no. Oh God, yeah, I got a story. I was uh two or three minutes late to a uh, just a study table. Guy writes me down as late. I'm like, whatever, dude. I'll probably have a thing I got to do after practice. And uh, we had a bad day in practice. So the coach is mad at us. And I got to do 100 yards of bear crawl on one leg. I'm like, that's not even that's not even possible. And he said, no, we'll be out here all night. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I spent an hour trying to do that. And he just didn't care. I mean, these college coaches, this is – this is kind of their life. So like <laughs> he was willing to be out there all night, literally, but like, that's the thing. Just don't be late. Like that's the difference between you playing and not playing right there. Oh yeah. Right there. I think, cause we have a, we, have, we call it a strike system for us is what we did. We called it the S list where you're for, we had what we called Dawn patrol. And that was at 6am. If you were late to a meeting or like we had, you know, if you forgot your, uh, we had to call it a champion's manual. It comes off of Jim Trestle's winner winner's manual. And like, if you didn't bring that to a meeting, a team meeting, you had to run the next morning. You had to go to Dom patrol. You're late. Any of these little things, like you do something stupid and you get caught out at a party and you get in trouble with the campus, like you're running again, but we had it, we called it the S list. And your first one, it was just you running. Your second strike, it was just you running again. Your third strike, it was your whole position group had to come at 6 a.m. with you. Your fourth oh, one, no. your fourth one was the whole side of the ball, so offense or defense. And your fifth one, you were talking to Coach Watts about possibly getting kicked off the team. Wow. Yeah, you don't want to make your teammates run because uh, they'll Ooh. be pretty, pretty pissed at you, no my, doubt. Yeah, my freshman year, we had – a like it was the biggest class I think Ohio was on the scene for a while. And oh. let's just say with a big class, a, a freshman, you're going to have a bunch of screw ups, man. There was times <laughs> where like the DBs are all showing up along with the D line, along with the running backs. And like, we're all here and we're all we're like, well, you guys here, like everybody's like, yeah, because of this person, like it was to the point where we like, but it also keeps the entire team accountable because once that person gets that third strike or fourth strike, you're on them like, hey, do you need a ride? Like, dude, just ask me for a ride. I'll come pick you up. Or are you texting them in the morning? Are you up? Like, make sure you're up and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And it's the accountability. But you learn real quick that time management. Like, if you're two minutes late, if you're a minute late at the college football level or college, well, we're talking college football, but any probably yeah. any college athletics, if you're a minute late, you're running, you're doing something. You can't be late to anything. And I always try to get the meetings 10 to 15 minutes early because if you're not there, if like you're showing up at that last second, you're making a, you're pushing it because you might, you never know what you're going to run into. It's just like people always say, leave things for things early, like a job interview or whatever, because Mm -hmm. say you run into traffic or you like something could happen. So it's always better to be early than pushing the limit. Yeah. Our coach actually had something for that. Coach Fincham. Great coach, by the way. Um, yes. Anybody looking at Wittenberg? <laughs> he I said, will say uh, that Wittenberg is the only team in the conference that I never beat. I, <laughs> I never, never beat Wittenberg. <laughs> I beat like we beat Wabash when they were ranked like eighth in the nation. We beat yeah. Venison. Wittenberg, for some reason, we just could never beat. You guys have had that skull that we don't actually <laughs> play for for years. Yeah, that was one thing. Uh, 
we uh, we always we always seem to play really good against you guys. I don't know what it was. We, it was just like, oh, Ohio Wesleyan, yeah, we're going to play real well this game. I don't know what it was. That's just how it was. But, um, yeah, Coach Fincham said um, about being on time, he said um, to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. And to be late is to be forgotten. <laughs> and that's just the truth. If you're if you're late, you're forgotten. No matter how good you are, you could be a D1 athlete and you don't know the plays you can't play because you missed you missed that meeting. And it's just critical. Just be on time. And that means being early. Yes, that is. I think that's the biggest piece of advice to someone who is going to play college athletics in general. Be early to everything. Yeah. Don't because if you're early, first off, if you're one of the first ones there too, your coaches notice that. Yeah. They may it, it may give you just a little bit of a bump. Yeah. Your note your coaches notice the little things that you do, and the little things are the big things that matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was the best player on the field for sure. I was talent wise middle maybe, but um, that's one thing that just helped me and boosted me is I was I was almost always on time, always uh, where I was supposed to be, and you know coaches recognize that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And the another piece of advice that I, I mean, for me personally, it's what helped me the biggest between my freshman and sophomore year. That first off season, when you have your off season lifting, push yourself like crazy. Mm-hmm. Because first off, you don't have anything to lose at that point. Mm-hmm. Most of us aren't going to go in and start as freshmen. So go in and push. That's when you, because that first year, especially defensively, you know, playing DB, like, at least for us, dude, it was freaking nuts. Like all the different, yeah. co- like in high school, we ran what? Oh base, we ran ba- base. What was it? Base. I don't even remember what the com- the signal for black was, but it was base black every play. Yeah. Black or Coach gold. Warrington. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Warrington was, I loved Coach Warrington, but he was the most basic guy. In college, oh, yeah. it was like, yep, we're running this. Yeah. And I'm like, what? They're like, <laughs> like roll the safety. I'm like. We're rolling. What does that even mean? Yeah, because when we played, like we lined up at seven or eight yards, and then we were good from there. Yeah, no, that I mean, it's pretty fun for someone who loves football to like learn all these different coverages. But I mean, it's it's wild how much. I mean, it's just like a class. You have to like learn all these things, or you'll fail the class. Like it's it, huge to learn. It becomes second nature. But that first year, mm-hmm. stay in your playbook because no matter yeah. what position, because that is the hardest thing is picking up. You're learning a whole new defense or offense, essentially. So you're learning, relearning football in a way. So you just got to stay in your playbook and like, you know, look at it for 10 minutes every night, whatever. If Even if it's just 10 minutes, that's where the time management set aside 10 minutes. Cause there was yeah. another, it's similar to like, I've talked on this podcast with the book, people who read or like want to get into reading Stop looking at it as, oh, my God, this is a 300-page book. I'm, I'm never going to finish this. Set aside a little bit of time every day to read 10 pages. Because if you look at it, you read 10 pages every night for a month, there's a 300-page book done. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it doesn't seem like when you chop it up into these little bits, it doesn't seem so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, that's just growth. That first year, um, you just want to focus on your growth because – chances are, yeah, you're not starting. So like, if you can get in the weight room, if you can study your playbook and you come back your sophomore year, you're that much closer to starting. You're 
you're just putting yourself in a great position. Um, so just maybe like if you don't start, it's it's just a growth year. You want to grow as much as possible, and it's going to be tough, but it's it's essential if you want to play. Yeah, because that was I. That's where I watched a lot of kids to struggle. Like I even struggled when. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, and that big thing too. I'm going to go off this. Get your ass on special teams. Yeah. Yeah. Get on special teams because if you want to be noticed. That is where those coaches will notice you. If you're just flying around on kickoff or whatever and knocking heads, man, they're going to notice that stuff. Get on. Don't be afraid to play special teams. I used to love special teams. My senior mm. year, even though it was kind of the COVID year and we didn't really get to play, yeah, they took me off a punt. And I went, Coach Cotter, I want back on. What do you do? Like, I, want, I don't want to – I want – I've been on this for three years now. I want back on for my fourth year. Like, I don't want to yeah. give up my spot. And they were like, because it was a lot of it was you're a senior, you're a starter. And I was like, I don't care. I, I want all my special. I was on every special team my senior year besides um, PAT field goal. I was never. Wow. I mean, I'm no big boy, so. Wow. No, that, that's that's pretty wild that you were on all of them. Um, that's yeah, that's special. Uh, yeah, but no, special teams, you, you learn to love special teams as a freshman and sophomore. And I definitely love kickoff. I love punt. I love punt return. Not so much a fan of kickoff return uh, for those who've done it, <laughs> but <laughs> I got a story for that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's a rough spot to be. But yeah, no, special teams is is great, and that'll get you on the bus, and then you get to do cool things like stay in hotels and like have cool breakfasts in the morning. Like, yeah, it's a great, great spot to be. Yeah. Speaking of kickoff return, I got my welcome to college football on mm -hmm. kickoff return. Otterbein under the lights freshman year I was only on special teams we got the ball first so here I am running on the field like oh my first college play and I played the center position which is the person in the front row right in the middle right by the ball that was yeah. where I played for all four years oh yeah and I dropped back got my drop put my foot in the ground started going after and I just got fucking folded leveled wow. And I was like, but the funny thing is, is it was a bunch of freshmen on our kickoff return. If you watch yeah. that play, you just see people like on all of us on our backs. And we're like, oh, God, like dominoes. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. I like got up and like ran to the sidelines like, well, this is what college football is. Cool. Now I know yeah. I got to run a lot harder and uh, hit them a little harder and not be soft. Yeah, I feel that I played that uh, same position and uh I don't know what it was. I'd look down the line and be like, all right, small, small, small. I get to my guy and be like, gee, many Christmas. This guy's a 250 pound linebacker. I got to block this guy. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I will say one of the cool times on kickoff return is when I actually had to block Dante when we were playing Worcester. That was actually, oh, that was cool, I was like yeah. counting and I was like, oh, I got that guy. Oh, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let him know on the play too. And after the play, like, oh yeah. man, too easy. <laughs> So uh, I got a few questions that I like to ask all my guests as we start to wind down our episode. But first one is who is your biggest inspiration in life? Biggest inspiration. I guess I should say who or what, because you can have other things as not just people as your inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so growing up, it was probably my older brother um, pushed me. And I know people that have older brothers, you, of course, um, you get you get pushed by them and constantly and you're, when you look at it when you're young you're like oh man why are they pushing me so hard like like relax man <laughs> um but then you get older and you're like wow i'm so glad he pushed me um but yeah you just get a great appreciation for that and um 
and then you know as i'm getting older um you know i'm getting stronger in my faith and like i just like the example off of like um jesus christ even in even in sports you can example off of jesus um or you know whatever religion you are um yeah uh, the perfect example to me yeah yeah speaking of like older brother it's funny that you say that I'm like why are they pushing you so hard man i remember there's a little basketball court at our neighbors down half court me and my brother would go down there when i was younger and i would never be able to win like he wouldn't <laughs> ever let me win and he like i mean he was six three here i am in fifth grade like a whole four foot nothing like obviously yeah. i'm getting my stuff swatted it would just, it was just bad but then i look back at it there was a reason that i started to become better at basketball and like mm -hmm. stuff like that it was because you know i'm playing against someone and I, you had to learn to adapt to all right i can't just run up and do a layup like i gotta do some type of fake shot like pump fake and all these things yeah. that you learn but your older brothers like older people in general because i look at i'm actually about to go to a little league football game yeah i picked number four because i originally wanted number three my brother was number three and i looked up to him so much and i always wanted number three well we had Corey Hare who had number three so yeah. i wasn't getting that number so i picked the next thing closest to it which was four mm -hmm. and then there the little league football game i'm about to go to he wears number four because of me he remembers watching me come play in high school yeah. and like that kind of stuff you gotta that's where people sometimes you also gotta remember you have a lot of people looking up to you at that college level especially like you yeah, gotta think of all those sure. little kids that come to the games. Like, there people look up to you. So how you carry yourself is, you're almost mentoring people without even directly doing it. Indirectly, just them watching you. Yeah, I mean my my uh, my little nephew, not so little anymore, uh, starting quarterback for Watkins right now. Yeah, actually, I think just uh, broke the career passing record at Watkins. So yeah, he's doing pretty well. Um, but I think hopefully it's been like that for him where uh, he was like my little brother, basically, even though he's my nephew, he's my little brother. And I took him on as that. And uh, I never got to win when I was younger either playing my older brother, like there's no mercy. <laughs> and so like, I did the same thing with him and he's just a competitor now. Like now he beats me. It's like, yeah, like you've grown because like you had to figure out new ways to try and beat me. You learn, I've said it a hundred times on this podcast, you will forever learn more from your failures than you ever will your successes. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So another one is if you could go back in time and tell your 16-year-old self one thing, what would it be? And I don't mean like go back and change anything. I just mean like if you could go give yourself a piece of advice when you're 16 years old, what would you say? 16-year-old Gabe. Uh, <laughs> I would have probably told myself to reach out to others and to bring them in with me because I've always been a hard worker but that's one thing I wish I would have done is brought people into my work ethic and as a team worked with them um, as a player and as a student like you're not on your own um, it's your whole team you're only strong as your weakest link and if if you only work out by yourself only you are getting better and like you you just got to reach out to your teammates and um i mean even at the college level um mm -hmm. it's just reaching out and like saying hey come work out with me come throw with me come run with me like those are huge and you don't realize it until the games start and you're like man uh i mean i'm doing i'm doing okay but um as a team we're not doing great there's no chemistry
Yeah. And like, even if they, even if you text someone like, Hey, you want to come throw to me and they say, no, you know what? Text them the next week. Try it again. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Cause that yeah, persistence is eventually yeah. they're going to be like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go. Like, and then they might realize like, Oh, this isn't actually that bad. Like it's probably a good idea. Be persistent and keep trying to push it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And probably another thing I would have told myself to be a freaking leader. That's for sure. As, um, you know, as I got to college, I saw what some true, true leadership was. And like, I'm like, man, I should have been a true, true leader. And I thought, you know, lead by example, but there's more to being a leader than leading by example. And, um, I mean, you guys were great leaders. You and Dante, I remember, um, there's one moment I was struggling and, uh, you guys pulled me over after practice and you guys were like, Hey man, are you good? Uh, are you good at home? Um, you know, like, do we need to do anything for you? And, and you guys were like being great leaders. And uh, yeah, I just, that's I can't all I even, I'm not even going to take all the credit for that because I know, I remember Dante coming up to me and was like, dude, is Gabe good? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. He's like, let's talk to him after practice. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. You know what? I'm following you on this one. But, yeah, that was huge. <laughs> but I, going off that, like, I remember even in high school and in college, my, the years that we had, the best years like the overall record was mm. weren't the years we had the most athletic most athleticism most like great players it was the years we had the best leadership yeah like because my sophomore year when we went to playoffs in high school we weren't the greatest team like I was just a little sophomore playing freaking <laughs> safety and I had no clue what the hell was going on half time <laughs> but we had so many people that like were great leaders like Mike Ford um, mm. Nathan Miller Cameron Johnson was a great one too. Like all these people who were great leaders and like, you know, the following year, my junior year, that would have been your what sophomore year. Yeah. We were supposed to be sweet and struggled. We were so talented. Yeah. And I think I'm not trying to knock anybody or I'm not going to bring up any names, but I think a lot of it is we always had too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be that top leader. Sometimes other people just needed to follow instead mm-hmm. of like everybody who kind of like wanted to do everything to, like wanted to be the top guy instead mm-hmm. of working together as a team. Yeah. I think we were reversed my senior year, but uh, just not enough chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Another thing is like just being a leader, even though you aren't a captain, like people are like, Oh, I'm not a captain. Like, dude, whatever, whatever you can still speak out. And another thing for me is like, Oh, I don't want people to not like me when I'm a captain. So I'm not going to say anything like fuck that. Like, yeah go 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 talk to them like they need you to go talk to them and they may not like it but it'll help the team at the end of the day so like fuck being like oh everyone likes me like it's it's worth it in the end for sure yeah to be a leader sometimes you're not gonna be liked no no i mean let's be real look at the past all of our presidents you're the leader (laughs) somebody doesn't like you it doesn't matter which side you are you're never going to be liked like there's going to be people that do not like you and that's okay because that's the way leaders are because the big thing they might not like you because you're actually giving them the honest truth and that truth can hurt sometimes because i remember getting pissed at people in college like they're getting on my ass and i'm like dude i'm fine but then i like look back at it i'm like i'm really glad they rode my ass for that it got on my ass because you need that sometimes and you don't realize it but you will eventually Oh yeah. You learn to appreciate it. And like, mm-hmm. just look at Michael Jordan, they're like his, the players that play with him, they're like, dude, he was, he was hard on us. And I didn't like when he was hard on us, but like in the end, like he was a great leader. Like mm-hmm. we won basketball games, we won championships. Exactly. 
But now we're going to move into the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I like to give the Roughneck listeners a little bump, inspirational bump to set the tone as they, for their week as they listen on Monday morning. So what do you have for Motivation Monday, Mr. Gabe Schroeder? So throughout this week, uh, what's kind of been on my mind is uh, being a consumer and being a producer. And I'm sure you know very well, having your own podcast about producing and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's good to look throughout the whole, the whole week or through your day and be like, how much am I consuming? How much am I taking? Uh, whether it be social media or TV shows or movies and, you know, where am I producing? Like, where am I bearing fruit and um, harvesting all of the work that I've done? Um, yeah. You just have to look like in yourself and be like, how am I affecting future generations? Um, where am I producing and say, how can I produce, um, you know, get rid of that social media that's, that's hurting you, whether it be Snapchat, Instagram, you know, take it off your home screen or set a limit for yourself. Um, you think it's like a good time for you to rest, but it only drains you. And that's what I've learned myself is like, Hey, um, you know, just stop, stop laying down in your bed, go out. Like, I was thinking um, to myself earlier in the week, I'm like, man, how do I, how do I figure out all that's on OSU campus? Um, I just need to look at these things, uh, these maps and uh, talk to people. And I'm like, no, you go out, like <laughs> you produce, you actually go do what you're supposed to do um, to learn about the campus. And um, yeah, just produce. And um, like, you can pray all you want, but um a faith without um, faith without works is dead, and that's just facts. Um, even if you're even if you're not religious, uh, you know you're not going to do much if all you do is contemplate all the time. Um, your meditation is just going to look like you <laughs> trying to get all the bad things that you just consumed out of your brain. So, uh, you know, just be a producer. Stop stop consuming all day. Yeah, it's funny that you said something. I'm going to bring up something that we had in the past, like the social media people always like knock our generation and like the generations after us because like oh they're always on their phones they're always on social media you know what like we recognize that i think me and you are at an age where like we're in that tweener stage where mm. we still want to get out we, we recognize it and we're like we need to go like get outside and just like get away from our phones get away from social media mm. because it is it's one it, it can hurt your mental state and two it's just it's draining it you yeah. spend like you get you it helps you if you have an iPhone, you get a note, like you get a freaking thing that tells you how much screen time you had and how much time you spent on that. If you ever actually look at that, that's, it's like a wake up call where you're like, well, damn, like I need to probably lay off of being on Instagram every night because I've, what I've tried to start doing is, you know, 15, 20 minutes before bed, my phone goes up because mm -hmm. like, you know, even if you like watch TV or something, but like get off your phone, read a book, yeah, just sit there and think like just take time to yourself and like yeah. that should be like every morning it's a big thing like wake up don't look at your phone for 15 20 minutes because 99 percent of us at our age what do we do the first thing we, we do when we wake up we look at our phone yeah who texted us how many notifications do i have 
because yeah. I, I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like, I'll wake up and be like, damn, I don't have any notifications. This sucks. <laughs> like, I just got an yeah. email from Coles or something. I don't know. But going off of like bringing people with you, you know, yeah. text a friend, text somebody and be like, hey, you want to come? Let's go shoot hoops. Let's go freaking ride bikes. Me and I, I don't know if you know who Alex Smith is, but he's yeah. my best friend. Me and him last summer, you know how many times we went and rode bikes from Pataskala, which if you're that person who rides bikes in Pataskala, you're kind of weird. But at the same time, we're like, you know what? Let's get outside and do something instead of just sitting inside on our phones and or even me and him sitting up in the bar and drinking beer. You know, what? let's go for a ride. Let's go like just hang out and just back to the old days. That's what it brings me to, because I remember oh, yeah. when I was like when we were young, you just rode around on a bike you didn't have nobody had phones we called our friends on the house phone and said hey you want to hang out all right i'll be over in like 20 minutes yeah you, you just went and rode bikes around neighborhoods right yeah yeah no i want to say that like you know social media is not a bad thing of course but no. like you just oh, have i can tell you social media is the greatest thing for my podcast <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> for sure yeah i agree with that but yeah social media is not terrible but it's sometimes you need to take a step away from it because like you see a lot of people de- do a social media detox, I think is what they call it, where they just yeah. drop all their social media for an extended period of time. And like, I hear people all the time too, like they make an excuse for why they can't do it. Oh, I don't want to lose my streaks. You're just mm. making a very bad excuse for to keep your Snapchat. Like yeah. if, cause that's showing that that is more important than like honestly growing as a person. Yeah. They do that stuff on purpose. The, the uh, social media they send you notifications you're like oh i gotta check this it's like no you really don't like Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but with that that's a wrap on the 51st episode of the roughnecks podcast it's crazy to think that tomorrow the what is it september 21st i believe yes the 21st is the one year anniversary of this podcast Hopefully, me and Teddy will get an episode recorded. He is a busy man. He coaches at Ohio Wesleyan now, so he has very little free time right now with the actual season being underway. But thank you, Gabe, for being a guest on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so glad that you uh, invited me. Glad, glad that I could help. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you'll be a reappearing guest because that's been the common theme lately. People want to be coming back on. I actually just had um, – for anybody who's listened for a while, Jerry Harper asked me if he can come back on. So we might be getting him on this week, actually, possibly. But this hopefully can benefit any student athlete who's listening. I highly recommend, like, if you ever have a question, reach out to me or reach out to Gabe. I guarantee you we'll help you out any any time we can, because it is a very hard decision when you're making that college decision in general. Even if you don't add athletics into it, picking the right college is hard. But until next time, you guys know the deal. Life is hard and is going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let that bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Till next time, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.